0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer today. I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Philippe from Emory and Henry in Virginia. Welcome, Coach. Thank you for having me, Matthew. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Uh, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are the only Division II program in the state of Virginia, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I believe Virginia State is right now creating another Division II program. That's right. They are. Uh, I, uh, I did uh, see that as well. But so, so uh, all right. Well,
0: you, 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 you'll have one more here soon, but that's all right um and and you and I are talking here it's it's uh end of June we were we were just in Greensboro but unfortunately didn't uh didn't get to connect in person but hey that's what Zoom is for right we're both busy that's right that's right well you know uh being a college coach at the ECNLR regionals I'm sure uh recruiting it was right after the June 15th uh period so was your focus looking at more twenty fours or more twenty fives when you're at that kind of event? What's kind of your recruiting timeline look like?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's it's a good question because I know most soft coaches are you know especially big Division one schools or Division one schools are working two years ahead, inclusive some Division twos and Division threes as well. Um, here we try to go one year at a time um, because the way you know we went from a transition from Division three to Division two. Uh, and also me personally, I feel that, uh, yes, you want the best players, you want the best people 100%, but I feel putting such a difficult decision at a kid at the age of 16, 17 years old, I mean, uh, it, it's not fair for the kid either. So I believe that right now, yes, now that hit June 15 is when we should start building those connections with 2025s already, which we have been doing it um. But making offers or trying to commit someone is not our priority right now. Right now, we're just trying to figure out if will be the right fit for us, if it will be the right fit for the individual. Uh, and then, you know, of course, bring them on a visit and see if... Uh... So to answer your question, we focus more on 2024s. Uh, but yes, already seeing some 2025s that might help, we feel might help the program and has the, you know, the, the characteristics that we're looking for and the profile of a player that we're looking for.
0: Okay, well... You know, taking a an event like the the Greensboro Regional, uh, for example, when you're at an event like that, is it you are looking at players that have already reached out to you, or is this you just going and and looking at players and trying to find somebody that you think fits? Kind of what's the, what's the mix of, of that kind of recruiting at an event?
1: So when we built our uh, profile of a student athlete that we want here. Uh, one of the main things that we look for is someone who wants to be here, someone who wants to be a Wasp, someone who loves Emory. Uh, so saying this, what we always try to do is whoever reach out to us, we always try to go, uh, you know, take a look at the game and see, because I feel the student athlete, you know, the the athlete, you know, lost time to send us an email, you know, take some time to research on us and send us an email. So I feel it's fair that we, you know, put the same time, you know, to try to help their kid out, and you know, someone who wants to be a wasp. Um, so yeah, I mean, answer your question. Yes, we tried to go see whoever reach out to us, um, and again, see if they can be a good fit. But but honestly, I have never heard of a soccer coach, a college coach, who went to, a, to one of those events and is like, I'm just going to see those those twenty kids we mail us or those thirty kids. I mean, whoever number it is. I mean, I think we all you know, open minded, all have our eyes open. Um, to try to see, again, try to defend our program and see what can be the right fit for us.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Well, you mentioned uh, the profile of of a player, somebody that you're looking for. So besides a desire to be a WASP, what are some of the things that fit in that
1: profile, whether they're on-the-field attributes or off-the-field things? So um, I think on-the-field attributes, I mean, honestly, I think we college coaches look for the same thing. Uh, I think it's very similar, you know, uh, uh I remember the coach I think from was from Longwood telling this I thought it was funny because he said we're always looking for the same thing is faster, uh better, stronger, right? That that's all we're looking for. But um the main thing for me is like our program has four pillars that we base our recruitment, that we base in the way we react to the girls, that we connect with the girls, and that's a character. So we want, you know, we want a student athlete who has character. Character for me as a coach, as a person is how do you re- how do you react when things don't go your way? Uh, you know, when you're winning, when you when you have a spot in the starting eleven, you know, coach wants me to run one mile. That's fine. I'll run three. Uh, that's the way people are. We are humans, and I understand that. Uh, commitment, uh, not just on but off the field as well. You know, make sure we are doing the right things on the field uh, and off the field. Uh, hard work. Uh, we always, you know, we always try to tell the girls that it doesn't matter if we are going to be the most talented or less talented team in the country. We are going to make sure we are the one who works the most if that makes sense so we need to make sure we have some athletes who are willing to put the work on and make the program better make themselves better uh and then the last thing not least that i that i found that it's very personal to me as well it's uh, transparency uh always trying to be as transparent as we can be uh make sure when you say something you mean what you say um And if you feel something, you know, if you feel something about a situation about someone, I mean, go ahead and try to express those feelings and try to express your concerns, whatever you feel, you know, whatever the moment is, Uh, I think that's extremely important, especially nowadays, nowadays society, be transparent about what you feel and what you want.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. Four pillars. It's good stuff. Well, you know, obviously we talk about regionals, but are there other recruiting events that that you try to get to each year to to make sure you're looking at student athletes? Yeah, I mean, one
1: hundred percent. I don't think, um, of course, ECNL has is putting themselves in a different standard, right? Uh, but I I don't I don't necessarily feel that you know the best place from from ECNL or their talent just in ECNL, I think that's actually a lie. I think there's a lot of other tournaments, you know, camps that we use where. There's a lot of you know extremely talented players who you know can be a great fit for us. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I answer your question. In July is kind of busy. Sorry, I'm looking at the board because we have a lot of events going on. Uh, you know, we'll be in Georgia. You know, at the Zach Camp, which is you know a, an event that only has hundreds uh, of student athletes every single year, and they have multiple events throughout the year. Um, we are going to be at the Stafford ID Camp, Virginia ID Camp. You know, ECNL Finals in Richmond. Uh, future 500 ID camp so again that that's really we are always split ourselves between showcases you know ECNL, uh, leagues and you know camps that we always try to attend, we are going to be at the Virginia Tech ID camp as well uh, and again Matthew kind of like you said that's a perk of being the only division 2 school in the mm-hmm. state um, it's you know we should be able to connect with those Virginia kids in a different way than you know a division 3 with right when we were division 3 so that that's kind of what we're trying to take advantage of.
0: Okay. Makes sense. Well, I mean, moving from Division Three to Division Two has that changed kind of your recruiting profile at all? I know you have a couple international players, but, you know, in Division Two these days, it seems like there's a lot more international players. Are you are
1: you looking at the transfer portal at all? Has that changed anything for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to let like you, Matthew. It's my second year here. So when I was here, when I came here, was our, we are already in the transition. Uh, so I never, I I was never at Emory while we were Division Three, uh, and the previous coach, the previous uh, team where I coached was um was Division Two as well. So kind of my profile never really changed, if that makes sense. Sure, I do think that on the women's side, it's the recruitment is different in a way that, uh, while on the men's side, at Division Two is extremely important to have internationals, and on the women's side, we can try to you know go around because this is the main probably is the main sport for women's uh in us well you know if you go to europe you know if you go if you go to any where i'm from portugal uh soccer is not very strong in terms of women's um so again i think the profile changed a little bit definitely if if i look at you know looking at the previous rosters from memory uh you know diversity is going up Uh, of course we still have an emphasis on you know virginia kids for the fact that we are the only division two school in the state of virginia um, but still, there's much more diversity compared to where we were, you know, two, three years ago, 100%. Like you said, those two international players, we have another one, Cavalli from Panama. Uh, and hopefully, you know, within the next few years, we're going to start bringing a little bit more. Um, not necessarily because of quality, but because just because of diversity. Uh, just, you know, the girls have an experience of, you know, hanging out and training and meeting someone from another part of the world with a different, a totally different background, a totally different culture. So, you know, that's, that's part of the college experience, I believe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the school. Some folks may not be familiar with it. I lived in Northern Virginia for a long time. So, so I knew of the school, but, uh, and, and, I you know, I played D3, but we, we never, when Emory and Henry was three, but we never, we never played each other in my Long, long, long time ago, but um, you, you've been there a couple of years. So tell me, what are some of the fantastic things about the school that you really enjoy? Some things maybe we wouldn't learn just by going through the website.
1: Yes. So Emory is a small school. Uh, we are right. We have the biggest city, you know, right here. It's Bristol uh, that you have Virginia and Tennessee. That's actually a state line that separates between the two states. Um, and then we are a small school uh, going towards Virginia. Uh, we have a, a beautiful campus so the I think the, the way I always say about Emory is uh, I think we are a small school within a large campus because we have I've been in small campus, I've coached in small schools and the campus not even as large as the one that we have over here um, uh, the resources that we have uh, I mean we are one of the only division two schools in the country uh, who has two student success centers. Uh, one specifically just for athletes and another one uh, for, you know, all students. Um, another factor that we have that helps a lot, you know, students who come here and makes it a little bit different is uh, our placement rate after graduation. You know, it, our placement rate after graduation in the first, in the first year is almost 100%. Uh, so that means, you know, you're coming, you'll get a degree, you'll get a great education, and which is, in my opinion, is the most important part about college soccer. Uh, it's making sure you, sure you play at the higher level, but make sure you have a great education, you graduate. Um, and once you graduate, you'll find a job. Uh, and, and again, that's all you work for, right? And, and that's what, what we're so proud of. Uh, we have so many uh, projects going around on campus right now. Uh, we kind of lose track of everything, honestly. We have right now, um, on the top of my head, we are just now finishing a brand new business school, which opens by the beginning of August. Uh, we are bringing you know, MBAs and doctors and all that type of stuff. Actually, our school is changing names. I don't know if you checked it out or not, but uh, we are changing to Emory University uh, because we're growing so big and we're bringing a different type of academic interest around the campus as well. Um, we are building a brand new soccer stadium. I'm sorry, I know the track coach is not going to be happy, but it's a soccer stadium. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, We are going to have a track around it and everything. We are going to bring lacrosse on campus as well. Uh, but for me, you know, I'm a soccer guy. It's a soccer stadium. Um, we are building brand new dorms as well, which will be open by August. So there's a lot of brand new stuff going on around here. Um, one thing that I like about Emory that I'm extremely pleased since I got here is uh, they have the vision and, you know, some schools, some institutions have the vision, but they don't necessarily have what it takes to get to the next step to make it happen. And Emory has it. Emory got the vision. Emory has the resources, and Emory will do what they need to do to make sure the students have a great experience. And that's what we're so proud of to be here.
0: Oh, it's fantastic! Well, you mentioned multiple student success centers. So, <clears throat> what does that involve? How do your student athletes really balance their studies with the commitment to sport? And and how does the school make sure they they are successful?
1: I mean, probably like all single coach in America. I mean, being a student athlete is a full time job. I think they all say that, which is fair. Uh, actually, you know our our program for five years in a row won, won the United Soccer Coaches Academic Award, so that means our GPA has always been very strong. Either way, I mean our student success center for for athletics for athletes uh, has a program specifically just for them. So we are in constant in constant communication. When their GPA start dropping, uh, they got incorporated into a program to make sure they are warned about make sure we are warned about their GPA, and they need to log in study hours. Uh, our program overall we don't have a study hall simple reason why because our gpa the past years past five years has always been above 3.3.3.4 so very solid never really shift much around that and when you shift it's too higher um uh the biggest uh, challenge i feel like is a lot of our girls are related to the medical field so they want to, you know, follow health sciences and stuff like that. Yeah, I, Very popular majors around our campuses, uh, you know, going to PA school, OT, uh, PT. That's extremely, nursing as well, extremely, extremely successful, extremely popular as well. So sometimes it's kind of hard to manage those stuff classes because I know the girls have, I, I praise myself or I praise the girls for being extremely hardworking and ext- extremely bright. I'm very proud of them for that. Um, and I know they always have a lot of stuff going on. Um, but they, you know, we do our best, try to manage those classes. And again, the student success center, uh, helps a lot with manage that and make sure that GPA is what we're looking for, you know? Okay.
0: No, that's fantastic. Well, let's fast forward here. Assume we are in the heart of the season. Um, can you walk me through what an average week looks like in terms of winter practices, games, meals, classes? What, what does it look like for a, a student athlete during the year?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, our weeks go, go, you know, Monday to Sunday. Sunday is always a day off because following NCAA rules, uh, you are required to have one day off a week. So Sundays normally, you know, there's exceptions if there, we have a game on Sunday or not, but normally we don't. So Sundays are normally always off. Uh, Monday, they will have classes in the morning, you know, normally from 8 a.m. to 2, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. maybe. Uh, you know, they normally have lunch around 11, 12, again, depending on their class schedule. Um they would have lunch around 5, 6, normally 6, and normally we'll have train either, you know, 7 or 8.30 because right now we have a beautiful facility. We have – it's a football stadium uh, that we share with them. So, um you know, we normally have evening practices and we rotate with the men's to make sure it's fair for both sides to, you know, we so allow us not always go early and the men's always go late. You know, we're always trying to rotate to be fair for both sides. Um, you know, train in the evening and then, you know, straight to bath uh just kind of so I can go by week i mean monday tuesday monday will be normal practice tuesday is a pregame practice because normally we play on wednesday uh wednesday we play um on thursday if you tr- if you play 45 or more you're just going to do a recovery uh session which normally we have a pool on campus which is another game changer for us so Uh, we either do pool workouts or, you know, recovery jogs or stretching, you know, anything that we feel the team requires that the girls need. Um, if you play 40, 45 or less, you're going to train normally. Uh, that's a way to keep everybody competitive. That's a way to show some love for the girls that, you know, haven't had the chance that they are looking for and also help those girls to get that chance. Right. Uh, that's why we're trying to do that. Uh, Wednesday, like I said, you know, game, Thursday, uh, recovery, or practice if you play less, Friday, pregame practice, and Saturday, we go back to the game, so it's a, it's extremely busy, I mean, you know, and we have, uh, on the top of my head, we have around three weeks this next year, where we are going to have three games a week, Um, so extremely busy, but I mean, you know, we're always trying to transmit that message when they came on a visit, so they know, what they're coming for as well. I think that's extremely important. I think expectations for them to understand what they're about putting themselves in and all demanding it is and the level of commitment, uh, I think is extremely important for us to be, again, transparent and, you know, show them what, you know, what a schedule will look like and, you know, all demanding it is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, <clears throat> you kind of mentioned, you know, players that may not have a, have a full, workload you know in terms of a game and, and having different packs. so what is there a roster size that you find is ideal that you're trying to
1: hit every year yes so during the past uh three four years i believe we have around 29 again i i'm sorry i don't know top of my head because i was not here until sure. two years ago so, but i'm pretty sure it was 29 around around 29 uh, that was the normal squad that we had. this year we are going to be a little bit different we are going to carry 33 uh we don't want to have much more than that. I'm willing to go until thirty five max. Ah uh, the reason why is because, um uh, you know, like I just said, we have two games a week, sometimes three. Ah, uh, the girls are going to be exhausted. Unfortunately, unfortunately, w- when injuries happen in college, normally they are severe, right? I mean, you know, even if even if the injury is not severe, let's say a simple, simple, right? Simple injury as a sprain, a sprain ankle. If you have a sprained ankle, that takes around two to three weeks for you to get out of all that pain that you have on you. So if you do two weeks times two, that's four games right away, if my math is correct. <laughs> that's four weeks right away. If you need two weeks of PT to recover, you know, make sure you get your strength and make sure you are 100%, 2v2, that's four games as well. So that means you might be missed eight games, depending on how severe the sprain is. Uh, And honestly, I think every single team in America goes through the same process, kind of like you said, Matthew is beginning of the beginning of the summer, beginning of preseason, everything is fine. You know, there's a couple of knocks here and there. uh, But once you reach to the middle, the peak of the season is when people start dropping like flies with injuries and knocks and which is completely fair. So we need to make sure we had to make sure we had the rust a little bit more. We need to have a little bit more depth everywhere just to make sure prevent any type of injuries might happen and you know uh, how we can fight those injuries right, with solutions. And that's what we did. Again, it's not a big, big difference. We just had four new girls or four new spots, um, but we felt it was necessary to take consideration injuries that we might have throughout the year.
0: Okay. Well... In terms of the school, and I'm not holding you to hard numbers here, but you know, as a parent, one of my biggest questions is always, "All right, what's what's this going to cost me?" um So, can you just give me a a, a general overview of what uh, a student athlete is coming into in terms of what scholarship opportunities there are, both for academics, athletics? Do you stack? What, what's kind of the tuition? What, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So. Uh... I'm not going to tell you the price tag right away because I think that's a, resor- a, a research that people can do. is very straightforward, but uh, I'm again, transparency, we we are an expensive school. I don't have an issue with saying that. Uh, the reason why I say this, Matthew, with so confidence, without an issue is because uh, there's a reason when you're going to buy cleats, you buy them from Nike, you don't buy them from Walmart, right? It's what I used to say here. There's a reason why we have this price tag is because you're going to have a hell of education over here. So yes, might be expensive, might cost you a little bit, but again, I don't take it as an expensive, as an expense, I take it as an investment, an investment for your future. And if I'm going to invest something for my kid, if I'm going to invest something for me, I'm going to make sure it's something that can be worth my while, right? Um, answer your question, yes, we stock scholarships. So we stock academic with athletic scholarship. Uh, the school also does a good job with providing a different type of scholarships. We have the honor school, we have the legacy uh, scholarship, which is also, you know, related to you having, uh, you know, parents, siblings around here. Um, and also we have something that we call the Access Grant. The Access Grant is a scholarship that is gave mainly by financial needs. So it's influenced by a FAFSA. And that could be, you know, a big pile of money or can be not much, really. So, again, depends on your financial needs. Um so again the school tried to put a package that we feel it's you know worth your while and that it's actually you know affordable for you uh that's something that we talk to the girls when we bring them on a visit is um we always tell them you know it's important to be the right fit for them 100 it's important to be the right fit for us as well um but also you know the finance part of it i don't feel should be the most important part uh because i'll prefer to spend an extra thousand dollars uh, and I have a great education that maybe saved those extra thousand dollars and the education not being great um but uh I don't think should be the main factor if that makes sense I feel sometimes I need to make a sacrifice to get the best the best things and this might be one of those cases
0: no oh, absolutely well let's talk a little bit more about the the team the soccer side of things uh we mentioned how big your roster is but uh how how big is your staff you know what is each person do what is your staff comprised of and, or, and yeah, what I, other support staff maybe does the athletic department have to help you too
1: uh there is big that is going to be the challenge uh, right now it's one head coach one full-time assistant coach which is great i know not all schools are you know have the blessing to have a full-time assistant uh the the team that i used to coach they didn't have a full-time assistant so i i understand that um now that we're bringing the mbas and doctor's degrees and stuff that might shift a little bit because, um you know there's always a, po- a possibility of maybe a graduate position, graduate assistant position again, that's that is not guaranteed, but you know we never know what how things will turn. Um, it's a game changer now we're bringing masters, so they might add to the coaching staff, maybe. Um, the student Success center, we have two people who are work when a full time almost twenty four seven they are amazing. Kyle and Jacqueline, they are amazing. they they are always making sure we are on track, make sure the girls are on track to graduate, make sure the girls are eligible, make sure the girls are doing everything right. Uh, Jacqueline is the one who works with us specifically because Jacqueline, um, it's a female and relates better with female sports, as you can imagine. Um, so, you know, we always have a pre open communication, making sure that uh, what's going on around around our team in terms of academics. Uh, we also have Miss Rebecca. Miss Rebecca is our athletics uh a representative she is uh insane one of the best ones and I have no issue I have no issues with saying that um so one of the questions that we always ask by parents and that's related with your question as well is how do we balance you know academics with athletics about classes what about if we travel how are the girls you know how you know girls just miss class how does that does that work so uh, miss Rebecca what we do is by the beginning of the preseason or by the beginning of classes we send them the classes' excuse, where comes every single game that we play, what time is it The dismissal time, what time do we play, all that type of stuff. They send it to their professors, they take it to their professors, the professors uh, sign it, and they bring it back to me. Just make sure the professors are aware. Um, one, two days before that date of the game, of every single game, I send an email to Mr. Rebecca. And Miss Rebecca is going to send a general email to every single professor of every single student, in my team. So that allows an open communication, that allows transparency and commitment to the classes. Uh, and the professors are responsible to bring the notes to the kids the next class, which normally they have some type of student who's doing that for them. So you know it's a good way to keep the balance. Sorry, I think that goes against you know the question that you asked me prior about. It's always good to watch something that I just come top of my head.
0: No, no, absolutely. Oh, thank you for that. Well, <clears throat> how about you specifically? What, how would you describe your style of coaching, the
1: team style of play? What does that look like? Uh, I mean, I'm extremely passionate. I mean, I love what I do. I'm Portuguese as well, so I have a a, a warm blood. If that makes sense. Yeah. There was a, there was a Portuguese coach in Brazil who said, uh, uh, "Always try to have a cold head and a warm heart." If that mm-hmm. makes sense. And that's what I try to do. Sometimes it's hard, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm i extremely passionate what I do. I love this team, love this school, love these girls. Uh, Try to help them the best I can. Um, uh, You know, I always believe a lot in autonomy. So what that means is um, I won't come to them first. So if they have problems, I want them to try to solve those problems. Uh, and then if they cannot find a solution, if they're struggling, if they are, you know, If they have problems, I mean, they are more than welcome to come to us, come to me specifically. Mm -hmm. We have an open-door policy in the office. You know, uh, girls are more than welcome to walk in and out. I mean, we have girls who come here sometimes to talk about anything they might feel like it. Sometimes we have girls come here to watch some TV with us. I mean, we don't have an issue whatsoever, honestly. Um, They are soccer players and they are student-athletes, but they are people before anything else. And that's the most important part. And I feel that sometimes we coaches – with the pressure, with winning, with the pressure, with performing, I think sometimes we have the tendency to forget that. They have people, they have um, they have a lot of perks, they have a lot of things they are very good at, they have a lot of things that they need to improve, so as, as coaches. Uh, the way I am as a coach, Matthew, and I tell them all time, almost every single practice is uh, I don't demand perfection because I'm not perfect myself so if i'm not perfect myself and if i demand them to be perfect i'm going to be a hypocrite and i don't want to be that uh, but i rem- i demand excellence i demand hard work that means you should give me 200 every single practice mistakes they come i mean i make mo- more mistakes and all of them together and i don't have an issue with saying that so you know um, the most important part is you know how we interact with the girls we make sure we keep an open you know open communication make sure you know they understand that even though that we are coaches and we need to be the head of the program and all that type of stuff, we have feelings. Uh, we have again, we have things that we are great at. There are things we are not as great as. Um, we have gifts. We have insecurities. We have that all that type of stuff, uh, and they need to be empathetic with them. The same way that we need to have we need need to have empathy with our situation as well, because we know that being a son athlete is not, it's not easy. easy. Will never be. Never was. Never. It's not, and never will. so you know um, and we need to be a little bit empathetic with that but answer your question i mean extremely passionate love what i do extremely demanding as well uh try to go to the little detail the best i can um and you know i'm I'm a stronger believer that you play how you train so if you're not training well you know if you're not doing the little things in practice uh you're not going to be doing that again you won't yeah
0: no, I, I completely agree. Well, Coach, you've been generous with your time. really appreciate it. Uh, I'd like to end these with, with one final question, which is if you had one piece of advice, one little nugget to share to any parent, player, family going through this college recruiting
1: process, what would that be? Uh, the only uh, advice that I would have is uh, to take time in the recruitment process uh it's not black and white at all it's really not black and white you need to do research you need to talk to the coaches uh one of the questions and and i tell i tell all the recruits who come here to ask is if you are a recruit and you're going on a visit you have a, you know you have a meeting with the coach always ask the coach what's the what is the coach you know uh what are the expectations of the coach from you if that makes sense why is the coach bringing you over and depending on the answer, that might help you making a decision. Is the coach trying to bring you to be a Rosinum? Is the coach trying to bring you to be a starting, maybe in a starting position, you know, whatever. But ask the coach what are the expectations that the coach has for your role in the team. Or, or ask the coach what would be your role in the team. I think that will be important for, you know, as an athlete to make a decision, 100%.
0: Absolutely. Well, coach, thank you so much. Uh, for your time wish you the best of luck this fall and if you get to any recruiting events down here in Bradenton give me a shout so we can uh we can we can share that passion together maybe grab a cup of coffee or something all right for sure thank you awesome. so much and, and please
1: watch uh, watch Portugal it's in two hours
0: yeah I know uh, t- yeah well, I, I know my son's excited to to check that one out so all right take care coach
1: thank you so much Matthew appreciate you